Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's podcast is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris. In today's episode, I'm going to be touching on something that I talked about in a prior podcast, but this one is another step up for super survivors, and it is all about volunteering. Super survivors volunteer. They give back as a result of their experience. And so I'm going to go through a couple of steps. I pulled, it was a really uh, interesting website that I pulled off some benefits of volunteering. And I'm going to give some personal examples. So number one, volunteering provides you with a sense of purpose. Number two, volunteering provides a sense of community. Number three, volunteering helps you meet new friends. Number four, volunteering increases your social skills. Number five, this is a pretty big one, Volunteering improves self-esteem. Number six, volunteering teaches you valuable skills. Number seven, volunteering provides job prospects. Number eight, volunteering brings fun into your life. Number nine, volunteering can help you be happier. Number 10, volunteering gets you out of your comfort zone. I'm going to back into a few examples, but not uh, every one of the items that I listed. And I'm going to talk about volunteering from the point of view of my son, who happened to volunteer today. As we all go through some days, we may wake up short on sleep. We may wake up on the wrong side of the bed. We might just not be in a general good mood. Today was one of those days for my son. However, he made a commitment to volunteer with his aunt to go to the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, It's on the west side of downtown Orlando. And he's gone before and it provided him a lot of joy. But on this particular day, he wasn't in the best of moods when he got up and he was a little bit tired. Um, Yesterday was a long day. And he didn't want to go uh, because he was really wanting to focus and play with his friends later on and after, you know, afternoon. And, you know, we had a conversation that he had basically committed and um, he couldn't back out. If he didn't want to do it, um, he should have said that in advance, but he committed. And um, so he went and I could see him processing going and his mood lightened and he gave him something to look forward to. And it provided him a sense of purpose for the day. And I knew from what he explained to me before that he really enjoyed it. He was packing food or unpacking food and making sure that food was presentable for people in need. And he articulated that to me. And that brought him great purpose because he knows he has some benefits in his life that other folks may not necessarily have benefits. I'm going to take this a step further and talk about both my sons collectively. 
we went to go volunteer um, with a a friend of mine from college um, who donates toys, and this was around Christmas time. And uh, we went and handed out toys, and that was a very enlightening experience because my sons knew that there were children in need, but never really saw children in need. And them handing out presents to these children that may not have gotten presents otherwise was truly an enlightening experience. And it pushed them, if I'm relating back to the list, it pushed them out of their comfort zone. They had to interact with other people. And so did I, frankly. And it made us happier, you know, collectively as the Dale boys. And then I'll take this a step further, you know, for me. So today was also one of those days uh, for me that for whatever reason, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I was feeling a little bit sluggish. And I went to go volunteer uh, with my hospice patients. I saw two of them today. And one of them doesn't do a whole lot of talking. And I like to kind of listen. But what she does is she increases my social skills. And she forces me to talk and initiate conversation, which is kind of new for me because usually folks around me initiate conversations and I kind of just listen and, um, you know, chime in. And it made me feel very, very good to volunteer. And today really improved my self-esteem. And like I said, it made me feel good. I was speaking with the first lady that I met and then the second lady that I met. And the second lady really opened up. I've probably been going to see her maybe six or seven times. And she really opened up today and she started asking me questions and she's volunteering things about her life. And this was probably the turning point for me. And I knew there was some trust there. So she was having some issues with her phone um, and the volume for a pastor that she likes to listen to in the city that she was born. And she looked at me and said, I really like to listen to this every day. And it's very, very important to me. And I can't seem to get the volume back up. Somehow the volume's gotten turned down. And I simply just said to her, would you like me to try and help you out? And she was trying to, you know, find it on her phone. And um, she finally found it. And she's like, I want you to look at this. Can you, you know, take a look and can you turn the volume up? And so she handed her phone over to me after she found it. I knew there was some trust there. And I was able to turn the volume up for her. And that may sound like something very small to you or I, but for um, this lady that I went to go visit, it was, um, it was world changing because it was something that she valued. And I was there in a point in time where I could change the trajectory of her day to make it better and give her something to look forward to. And that's really what it's all about for me, you know, at this point in this juncture and at times when I need a little boost, I volunteer, I volunteer on a regular basis and in another podcast, you'll hear about, um, it's a 
kind of a, a self-recovery wheel, so to speak, and things that you do in your regular daily basis um, to, you know, fill your tank. And that's something that I do on a regular basis, and it keeps my tank full. Regardless of whatever is going on, I know that I can go and I can go volunteer, and it's almost like an out-of-body experience because I'm there and I'm completely engrossed with what's going on with the people that I go visit. And some of the things that I do while I'm there, uh, turn my phone on Do Not Disturb, and uh, that was a neat tool that I found out probably within the last six months, so no one can bother me during that probably hour and a half to two hour block that I go visit um, hospice patients. And it just makes me feel so good. I could be having a mediocre day before and then I leave and then I'm on cloud nine. So that's another skill. And for me, it was a learned skill, but that is something that super survivors do on a regular basis. And to take this a step further, the hospice uh, patient was talking about money and which was interesting. And um, I always find that people talk to me about money, whether they know what I do or not. And so she just started talking to me about money and started asking my advice. And um, that was very good for her as well. And it brought me a sense of calm because she trusted me to give her valuable information on finance. And she doesn't necessarily know what I do, but she has built this trust with me and started asking questions about me. And um, it's very, very neat. And it made me feel very, very good. So I am going to leave in the notes section, a link to where you can, you know, get some more information on the benefits of volunteering. And I call these the 10 benefits of volunteering. If you like this podcast, please feel free to pass it on to any friends, family members, or colleagues. Cheers. Be well. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with Chris and or our firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any related information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section.